This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, naturopath and nutritionist, yoga and meditation instructor. Welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast for women who want inspiring and practical solutions to feel abundant energy and vitality on the inside and look radiantly healthy on the outside. Each week, I talk all things gut health and mind-body connection. If you want to find out more about me, check me out at susiegarden.com. Welcome to the show. This week, I actually recorded my podcast live on Facebook. So you may hear a few little quality things. It's just because it's on Facebook. So just ignore that. This week's topic is women's health, stress and burnout. And I just wanted to let you know, I've got a new quiz up on my website, susiegarden.com. If you go there and you'll see a link to my quiz, go and check it out. It's a bit of fun, but it also can help give you a little bit of information about where you might be sitting with your own stress and anxieties. Go and fill it out and it'll give you a a summary of your results, but it will also give you some advice. So I hope you'll enjoy it and I hope you enjoy this podcast. I'm really, really passionate about the topic of burnout, having experienced it myself and some of the consequences of burnout, which I'm going to talk a little bit about today. Interestingly, I never actually thought burnout was a thing as such. I thought it was just more of a slang term for anxiety or for heightened stress. But in fact, it is actually classified uh, by the World Health Organization as a syndrome. And it's a syndrome that is resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed obviously. (laughs) And the World Health Organization definition always ties it in to work. And you do tend to really see any kind of articles or discussions about burnout uh, 
pretty much always related to the workplace. And interestingly, like when, if you listen to my podcast last week, I talked about the fact that women are twice as likely to be diagnosed with anxiety than men. And once they hit their 40s, they're actually three times more likely in those years leading up to menopause. And burnout actually affects women in different ways than men. There was actually a, a uh, trial that was published last year from Canada that was looking at 2,000 people and it was an even split pretty much between women and men. And uh, they looked at these 2,000 people over a period of four years. So it was actually a really significant length of time that they uh, were monitoring this group. And what this research showed is that actually, yes, women were impacted by burnout a lot more than men. And it was in different ways. One of the reasons that women seem to be impacted more is because generally speaking, and I know this is not the case for everybody, but generally speaking, women uh, tend to be employed in positions with less power, less uh, control over the decisions that affect them. And because burnout is always related to work, that, that kind of makes sense. We know there's a, a gender pay gap. We know there's a, a gender gap when it comes to women in senior roles. So there does seem to be a correlation between that and burnout. Uh, also, women had more difficulties balancing family life with their work life. And, you know, it, obviously, again, this, I'm generalizing, but there are, there are uh, women that are in a position where they are shouldering you know, a fair amount of the home uh, chores and household duties compared with men. And so women often find it very difficult to um, balance that when they're also in uh, uh, paid employment as well. And also the third thing that they found, which was um, impacting women more than men, was just the encroachment of work-life into family life, they found that more difficult. And I think part of that from the research that was done is because of the connectivity we have in our workplaces now. Uh, I remember as a kid, my dad would come home from work and he might have a briefcase full of files that he had to work on. He was an accountant when he was working. So he would bring work home from that point of view but he chose, you know, how much work he was going to do. And then when, it, you know, he could stop that at any time and he was literally deciding, I'm going to do this work, go and sit in his study and do the work and then come and spend time with us as a family. Whereas these days, uh, certainly I know it happens in my household, uh, we tend to be doing things together and have the phone with, watching emails coming through and often responding to them. Obviously, I mean, I work for myself, so I have some probably more choices around that in a way. But in, on the other hand, I'm, I tend to be, because I work with people in the United States and in the UK, and so often messaging, messaging is happening in the evening because that's when those people are active and I feel obliged to respond. I probably don't absolutely have to, but I, I kind of like to. Uh, but at the same time, when I, even when I'm doing it, I know that it's not great to not have a break. It's not great to not have that separation 
between my work life and my home life, especially because I do work from home. I also, obviously I have my clinic, but I'm also having my home-based office and my work there. So it is uh, certainly a challenge to separate that and many, many women feel that and many men as well feel that that sense of always needing, if an email comes through at eight o'clock at night, then if it's something quick, oh, I'll just respond to that. Or if they're feeling under the pump at work, they'll respond to that. Um, so yeah. And the thing is this, this burnout, how this, this, I guess, kind of manifests, it's, we know that it's a syndrome. We know that it's related to chronic job stress that's not managed very well. And there are some characteristics that have been identified that were identified in this particular study I mentioned before from Canada. And so uh, one of the, the factors, not factors, one of the, the things that people reported was just a sense of exhaustion, a sense of being just absolutely exhausted no matter how much sleep they got. And I mean, obviously, when you have stress and you have Burnout, insomnia can be a problem, but even people that were sleeping okay found that they were absolutely exhausted. And I'll talk a little bit about that shortly. Uh, they also had a really overwhelming sense of disliking their job, a feeling of dreading going to work, of feeling that it was increasingly stressful and frustrating at work. And that was one of the characteristics of um people experiencing burnout. And also what came along with that was a sense of feeling less capable at work, less competent, you know, second guessing themselves. I suspect, I didn't actually um, research this, but I suspect imposter syndrome comes into that category as well. That sense of um, having a feeling like, oh gosh, if everyone knew just how incompetent I am, not having faith and trust in your own abilities at work. And that's uh, imposter syndrome, which is another real thing. It's also something that I have experienced at work and maybe I might do um, a live or a podcast on that one day as well because that's a really, um, uh, a really quite a big thing. Uh, that a lot of people report experiencing, particularly women, and I'm sure this goes back to stress. I will, I will go and do some research on that. But they also found there were some uh, uh, characteristics that, personality traits rather, that were uh, involved for people that were experiencing burnout. And one of them was perfectionism. And again, that's probably not going to be a surprise when you're a perfectionist. It's like it never can be good enough. And also pessimism. So that one really, uh, again, it makes sense, but I found that interesting for me because having experienced burnout myself, I'm actually a very big optimist. And so, um, but I am also a perfectionist. So my perfectionism obviously outweighed my optimism when it came to experiencing burnout uh, myself. So what does this mean if you have burnout? How does it manifest? I know for me, it manifested in insomnia, and that's one of the key things that um, was found in this study, uh, a feeling of decreased motivation, and not just like at work, but also at home, just a sense of, oh, just don't feel like doing anything. For me, it uh, particularly because I was doing a lot of travel, so I would often be away from Monday to Thursday, come back at about midnight on a Thursday night, because I was flying back from Perth, which if you're not in Australia, it's probably similar to flying, you know, New York to LA kind of thing. 
And uh, so it's a long time. There's a two-hour time difference. That so was quite exhausting. And then having to work on Friday, you know, having gotten to bed after midnight on Thursday, but, you know, back often there would be a manager's meeting at 7.30 in the morning on the Friday because I lived in Queensland. There was a one-hour time difference, so 8.30 Sydney and Melbourne time is 7.30 Brisbane time. So, um, yeah, pushing myself to do that sort of thing. And then I would get to the weekend and be so exhausted so unmotivated to to see people to go and socialize I literally just wanted to sit on the couch and just be quiet and I think part of that I'm an introvert so um wanting to be having that sense of being quiet and re-energizing from being just away from people is how introverts tend to get their energy other things that what let for me personally was anxiety so I I had probably a little bit of low-level anxiety prior to that, but uh, when I got into that burnout stage, I, my anxiety really started to come to the fore. But things that other people uh, experience with burnout can be constant headaches, uh, a feeling of helplessness, which is awful, um, insomnia, as I mentioned before, even chest pain. And I know for some people, stress and anxiety can manifest as like a tightness in the chest, but other people can actually experience chest pain as part of their, their pattern of burnout. Interestingly, they have an increased risk of heart disease, which is really concerning, uh, and also immune disorders, uh, which I experienced. I think I've, if you've heard my story, I did have an illness that put me in bed for two weeks. It was a really bad flu, but um, obviously from having constant stress and burnout and then getting my immune system was not working particularly well and my gut health was not good either which are, these are all linked um, stress impacts on gut health which if you've listened to some of my previous podcasts you will have um, heard the reasons behind that that yeah so my gut health was not good anxiety and burnout just like disaster um, some people actually can get symptoms of depression so it's really important if you are experiencing symptoms of depression like feeling you know that lack of motivation feeling exhausted very low mood if you do have chronic workplace stress it could be burnout or it could be depression so it's really important that you do get uh, a healthcare professional to assess you just to make sure that you're um, addressing the issues that you've got with your health one of the things that came out from this study, which actually I didn't think was very cool at all, was that with women experiencing burnout, that they found that um, doing household chores actually helped decrease the risk of burnout in the short term by providing a distraction from uh, the workplace stress. And I didn't like that statistic at all, um, but it was only a short-term fix that women uh, particularly focused on doing household chores. And that's a real sign of anxiety is keeping busy because it's a distraction from the inner self-talk and the, um, the, the to-do lists and everything else. So keeping yourself busy by doing something makes you feel more competent, makes you feel more um, involved and picks up motivation, I guess, for a little bit. So uh, the study did show that, but it was only a short-term fix. So don't worry, no one's going to prescribe housework for women with burnout. I really didn't like that statistic at all. So there's a few things I've covered off today with regard to women, uh, stress and burnout. And this could probably go on to be a second episode. I might um, look at that for my podcast. Um, but I guess really what we want to look at as well is some 
solutions. So what I love, if you fly a lot, I used to fly a lot when I was in my corporate job and watching the airline safety video where they'd say, you know, if oxygen masks drop from above, secure your mask first before helping others. I know that off by heart because I've watched all those airline videos so many times or listened to them. And it's so true. And that's something that women are not very good at doing. We tend to look after everybody else's needs first and our own last. And it's super important if you are under a lot of stress, particularly workplace stress, that you are securing your oxygen mask before helping others. That will really help you get through. Another aspect, which is kind of contradictory to what I just said about housework, but it's being okay with leaving some of those chores undone. So I know for me, I like everything to be in order. That's probably my perfectionistic tendencies. In fact, some friends um, years ago coined the term home beautiful about my house. And I've had comments about my kitchen, the cutlery order in my kitchen drawers and things like that by people that have seen it. And it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm not a freak. I like things to be in order. Um, But it's being okay. One of the the ways you can help yourself through burnout is being okay with leaving those household chores. Um, Yeah, so being okay with leaving housework. It's okay if things aren't done. It's okay if clothes are lying around. It's okay if, you know, um, not everything is done and perfect. You need to look after yourself and look after your own health. Also, um, another thing that's come up in the research that is good for supporting if you're uh, experiencing a high degree of stress or burnout is to remove social media accounts that are making you feel less than. And I think you probably know what I mean when I use that term less than. It's when you look at what other people's lives apparently look like and compare yourself with that. And of course, we all know we tend to show the highlight reels on our social media accounts. I have probably one or two friends that actually show reality. And I've got to admit, I'm, I don't tend to show, you know, the, the worser moments of my day just because it doesn't occur to me to do that. Uh, I don't think anyone really wants to know that. So it's, I don't think people deliberately exclude some of the lesser moments of their day, but you end up, you know, looking at everyone else's highlight reels and comparing them with your real life. And so if you are following some social media accounts that are making you feel like, oh man, my life should be like that. And it's not, you need to get really good at editing those accounts out of your life. And if it's friends, I think there's options, I think certainly on Facebook, I've seen it where you can actually just block them for 30 days. So you just have a break from that account so that you can not have to see that, particularly with mental health, burnout, stuff like that. Sometimes it's quite up and down on a day-to-day basis. So just having that break for 30 days, if you're getting into a bit of a lower point, can be really, really helpful to um, for your mental health to support you. And maybe in 30 days, you'll be feeling a lot better about everything. So I hope that's been helpful today. The main things, I guess, in summary is just to say that burnout is actually a thing. It is does have a definition from the World Health Organization as being a syndrome that's caused by chronic workplace stress that's not been managed well. 
it does affect women more than men and in different ways. For women, it doesn't uh, matter so much the working hours, whereas that tends to affect the men more, the working hours. And the other thing is that if, if you leave it unchecked, it can lead to physical manifestations in the body and affect your health, your physical health as well as your mental health. So it's really important to get on top of it. So I hope, yeah, you've enjoyed this. Please feel free to share it. It's Are You OK Day tomorrow, so I think it's really important. Uh, if you're not in Australia, Are You OK Day has been uh, created to encourage people to ask their friends and colleagues, Are You OK? to help support mental health and prevent suicide. So I hope you enjoyed that uh, Facebook Live that I transcribed down to my podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please feel free to leave me a review and a rating uh, and subscribe to the show. Thanks so much for joining me on The Wellness Glow. I loved having you here. See you again next week. Until then, take care and be well.